Hey y'all and welcome to Renovation Roundup. This is Jess Height. I am the Communications and Social Media Coordinator for McCoy Millwork and I am joined by the marvelous Gary Paquin, my co-host. Hey Gary. Hey marvelous. Yes, I like it. I'm gonna use that from now on. Marvelous Gary. Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you know, we've got a few episodes in our belt. Mm-hmm. We're still plugging along. Yep. Nobody has like arrested us for obscenities so or like, why would you guys even, you know, we have to think that you should be talking on right. any sort of podcast. You know, we haven't arrived until we do some time. Yeah, exactly. So. If you do the crime, I guess talking on this podcast, right. You've got to do the time. Exactly. No. Um, no, anyway, we've, um, We've been really thankful for all of the feedback and support that we've gotten. And, you know, we enjoy that our audience is growing and we, we understand this is sort of like a little bit of a niche mm-hmm. subject um, matter. It's a fancy um, word, niche. Niche, yeah. yes. <laughs> we, we got all the words. We got words. We got words. Um, but, you know, if you love Portland, like we love Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, then we really want to talk about our attachment to Portland and our association with Portland. Right. Because, um, we've been here for quite a while. A long time. We plan on being here for a lot more. And one of the coolest things about Portland, which we've established before are the homes and, we're kind of, we have something to do with the homes. We do. Just I mean, just a wee bit. McCoy's been such a part of that for so long. 75 years. 75 years, y'all. It's our 75-year anniversary. And so, yeah, we kind of wanted to talk a little bit about what makes McCoy McCoy, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yes, it is our 75th year. Um, we actually opened our doors in 1946. Um, not in this location. And if you listen to the podcast, um, our first one with Larry, Larry. our owner, he Mm -hmm. kind of went into that, but, um, you know, we've always from the beginning have had a connection to building materials and it was over time, it kind of chipped down to the millwork. Right. Right. And that was kind of like when Al realized that he didn't have any competition and that or he was comfortable with right. the level of competition so from there i mean it really was kind of just like a pretty small operation until larry took over with his partners and kind of took it took it to exp- the to the next level to the next level yes. and um one thing if you worked in building materials you understand is that it is a very up and down business it's yeah economy driven um you know, there could be some highs and lows and there's been some pretty good highs and there's been, unfortunately, some pretty good lows. Just a few. Just a few. Yeah. But one thing that's maintained through this is McCoy has been in business, you know, now for, you know, almost eight decades. Right. So that's something to be said. Yeah. And, um, you know, I first heard about McCoy from a contractor friend of mine when I bought my first house and I was doing remodeling he's like, if you need any finished grade materials for carpentry, moldings, 
lumber, finished lumber, any of that stuff, McCoy is your place to go. And um, started coming here after the first time. It's the only place I went. So, and yeah. that's and that's what we kind of hear. We have like very loyal customers here yeah. that have been shopping with us for decades, and they really won't. I mean, not that they won't go other places, but you know, they've just become comfortable with um, what we can provide and the service we give and our connection to the community. And right. we are located <laughs> in a pretty um, central part of the mm -hmm. city. So no matter kind of where you're coming from, we're not too difficult to get to. I mean, depending on traffic and, right. you know, it's been a little easier in the COVID <laughs> yeah. area, I'm sure. But the uh, thing that, you know, we have, we've established uh, on the show, you know, how we have these relationships with our customers and, and um, we, you know, we kind of become friends with our customers and we love when we see the familiar faces every day and we joke around and we have fun and get them what they need. But a lot of that starts with how the culture at McCoy itself is and how we, um, how we are with each other. And I was, you know, like I've said before, I started here about 20 years ago, was here for about seven years, left for almost 15 years, came back. Um, the culture is still the same as when I left. And the relationships between how or basically how it's set up how we operate is fosters a good relationship with all of us yeah it's very personal it's very you could tell it's very family owned i mean i think at one point larry did say that we had up to 40 employees but mm -hmm. you know for as long as i've worked here it's been like somewhere in that like 25 to 35 range and um it really kind of enhances that family atmosphere. Yeah. You just, you feel really comfortable with all of your um, fellow cohorts. Mm -hmm. And there's just a really good sense of camaraderie because of that. Yeah. It feels like um, it's funny because like I said, I left 15 years ago, came back. There's still a few people here from when I left and for, and who were here when I even very first started the first time. Right. We do have but, some 20 yeah, plus year veterans. Exactly. Here. And, but mostly new faces, but the culture has remained the same. And that is so impressive to me that McCoy has been able to kind of keep that. And just like, we are one big family here. There's no question about that. I think one, one aspect of that is because of our connection to our customers, mm -hmm like our contractors and carpenter friends, we kind of get an inside view at the projects that they're working on. So it really kind of fosters that, um, that connection between us and the, and the homes right. in Portland. And I think that's what makes it interesting. If I was just working and this is nothing against home Depot, mm -hmm. but if I was just working there, I would not have necessarily that same connection with people. You're not going to, build and foster those relationships. You're not going to know the ins and outs of their right. projects that they're working on. So you don't really get to see the finished side of things. You're just right. kind of a, a mover of materials. Yeah. And we've always wanted to be more than that. We want to be that resource yeah. that kind of encompasses all that we can do for our customers. Well, and even for the 
not our regular customers, the homeowners that come in who need some education and need some help. It's like, that's what we're, we're always here to, to do that and help them. And, and even the warehouse, you know, in terms of like, sometimes they want to view the material they're going to buy. And it, cause it's not, it's not like you go and you pick it out. Like at home Depot, you order it at the counter. We call it out to the warehouse. The warehouse puts it together. We invoice and send you out to pick it up, but sometimes they want to look at it. So we have no problem sending people out to, with any of our warehouse staff who uh, are just as personable as our, as our showroom staff who can show them the material, point it out to them. You know, the, the people who want to get to know the nature of what they're buying um, everybody has the knowledge and, and the willingness to, to go through that with them. So exactly. It's not just a short-term transaction, right? We really want to see it through, you know, its entire journey, yeah. you know, just, um, Gary could make a sale behind the counter, but you know, it's important to us after they leave the showroom and they go to the warehouse that they're leaving here with the materials that they really want and they're right. satisfied with them. And then when they take them back to their job, that they're going to work perfectly for their project. And so it's just kind of that, you know, investment. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's it's easy to do to just walk into a job, punch a clock, go through the motions and not really care. But I, right. I honestly think that people who work here are really into what they do. Yeah. And we all want to have fun, too. We all like to have fun. I mean, it can't all just be like nose right. to the grindstone. Right. Um, we, yeah, we do. We do like to chuckle we from do. time to time. We got jokes. We got jokes. And, yep. um, you know, some people might find we're, a you know, tad <laughs> sarcastic from time to time. And if you if really you like, <laughs> I hadn't heard that. Yeah. Um, but that's just kind of it's sort of the Portland sense of humor. Oh, yeah. It's a very dry sense of humor in Portland. Yeah. You know, we, we're very self-deprecating. You know, we spend half the year in rain, and so we're, like, white and pasty right. and somewhat, like, <laughs> self-conscious. And so, you know, what better way to uh, express that than through some self-deprecating humor? Exactly. Which um, we're happy to share. Exactly. So, you know, and that's why our guest this week is... Miss Heidi Salome. I'm sorry, Mrs. Heidi right. Salome. Um, she is our warehouse manager who is actually kind of going through a pretty cool transformation here. She has worked here, what, like 16 years? At, le at least. Um, yeah. Really long time. We'll and find I've, out for sure from her. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, one of the things that really drew me to this company was the fact that um, – when I came in and met with everybody that we had a female warehouse manager. I just thought mm -hmm. that was so cool. And, um, here we are, um, on the precipice of women in construction week, um, <laughs> which is next week or yeah, next week, seventh through the 13th. And so, although, you know, we're not directly related to construction, building materials are associated with that. And so mm -hmm. we thought it would be, a good opportunity to not only talk to one of our most long-standing, you know, just tip-top employees, right? But um, also a woman who's in a industry that is not necessarily dominated, right? 
by women. So, you know, it's And she gets to boss men around. That's she cool. She gets to boss men around yeah. and, you know, she she has She's kind of a badass. I mean, I have to say. I would mess with her. No. <laughs> she and we'll go more in depth with that, but she, you know, she's got a she's got a pretty cool connection to one of the female sports in Portland that makes oh, us yeah. pretty cool and um it's on wheels people. Yes. So, we'll leave it at that. But um yeah, we're really hoping that you enjoy the interview and um yeah, we'll be back with more. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so we're here with Heidi. Hey. Heidi, Heidi, Heidi. Heidi, hi. Hi, howdy, Heidi. That's me. How's it going? Pretty good. It's a good day. Sun is shining. It is sunny. We got to take advantage of it while we can. We love that. We were just talking about how pasty we've been, you mm -hmm. know, from the winter months. So yes. it's good to get a little sunshine. I bet it's also nice not to have to weather wrap everything out in the warehouse. Um, I currently am the weather wrap wrap champion, so it doesn't bother me at all. Well, you're kind of the champion of everything out there, aren't you? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, well, I think to start off, we just kind of want to get an idea. We did bring up, I think you've been here 16 years. Yeah since 2004 16. wow so um you know what brought you to mccoy did you have a background in building materials or woodworking or absolutely not <laughs> i was actually running the pizza circuit and Ooh. yeah several pizza parlors and you know it, at that time in my life i was like i could do this forever i really kind of dug the whole pizza thing making yeah. the pizzas slinging the pizzas um, and the last pizza place that I worked, there was a regular customer that I had, and his name was Gary Steele. Gary Steele? I remember him. Yeah, Gary Steele. One he, of the Garys. Yeah. yeah, we've had a lot of Garys. There were three yeah. Garys at one time here. Um, me, Gary Steele, and Gary Linder. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, That's why they started calling me Packy, so there was no confusion. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So we should have had Lindner, Steele, and Packy then. Exactly. That sounds like a law firm. <laughs> the does. law offices of that Lindner, Steele, and Packy. Yeah. That would be a very interesting law firm. Oh, man. <laughs> you could only imagine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, he used to come in on a pretty regular basis. And uh, he came one day when I was working and he said heidi i've got the perfect place for you and turns out he was right yep. he was talking about came down here and interviewed and the rest is history <laughs> you know been here ever since and you started um just just as a warehouse worker um pulling, started, pulling orders or? yeah i started yeah. as a stalker stalker okay yeah. yeah i remember noticing you back then hiding behind things and staring yes. out at people yeah it was, and then ducking back in stalking people basically i was really good at it yeah i know so good <laughs> <laughs> that i got to move up from stalking to uh actually working here as an employee that you see mm -hmm. and that you know about <laughs> right right and then we don't mind the look of her we can put her out and <laughs> yeah. we can take her out of the shadows right yeah. <laughs> um yeah i started receiving um as stocking material and then uh, moved from there into shipping i pretty much came up through all of the all the different areas yeah. um 
order polling is where I really, really found my my groove. I liked the fast pace of it, and I really like dealing with the customers. And um, did you ever do driving? Enough. Did you ever drive? <laughs> uh, I I drove once. Uh, Everyone loves driving. You, Everyone loves it. Just once. That's all you need. Well, that's, that's when I wrecked both of the trucks in one. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. You you don't know this story. Okay. Was I oh, here? Wow. Then? Was I here then? Um, you must have been. Yeah, I must. It was pretty early, and we used to load the trucks at night for mm -hmm. delivery. And it was at door one now where we do all of the McCoy will call. And I was pulling one of the trucks and they were both brand new. This is when we had the new red. And oh, new yes. Truck. Yes. And with the new I, logo and all that. Yeah, yeah. I turned the corner with the white truck too sharp and like uh -oh. high centered the box on the hood of the red truck. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Pretty good stuff there. But now I take corners very wide. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah. So that's even, even in your regular car, probably now. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I like to tell everybody that when they're starting out, if they ever do anything, I'm like, well, at least you didn't wreck two trucks in your right. first. <laughs> you know, there seems to be a lot of that, like. I would have anxiety about like messing up a sales order. And so it'd be like, well, it's nothing compared to this that I did like right. five years ago. Yeah. And that's all, when I was like, wow, there's kind of a, like a high yeah. bar as far as we like, all got stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, I mean, way do you screw up a mantle measure? You know, yeah, yeah. That's that's not a cheap mistake. No, yeah. no. Or I'm sure when we did windows and doors too, there was a few oh, God. boo boos mm -hmm. in that yeah. department. Yeah. But so when did you finally hit management status? Um, well, it was right around the recession that we had in like 2008 or 2009. Which one? We had downsized and scaled back quite a bit. When I got hired on, there was roughly 25 people that worked out just in the warehouse. Yeah. Several people that worked in receiving shipping there was five or six people a lot of order pullers um and then during the recession you know scaled down to like five or six people that wore several hats and uh, i remember larry approaching me around that time um probably 2008 or 9 and he said i'm gonna be the warehouse manager and you're going to be the assistant manager and we're just going to do that for a while until, you know, until I feel like you don't need that anymore. So um, probably officially 2010, because I think mm. I've been the manager now for about 10 years. Um, yeah. So about 10 years, 2010. Nice. And what do you think have been some of the biggest challenges as far as mm. taking on that role? Good question. Um, Demands from the showroom. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah. wanting to strangle any of the sales right, team at right. <laughs> any um, given day. I think some of the biggest challenges have been balancing not my work and life, but finding, well, A, finding good fits for our culture. Right. That's a big challenge. That is. Because... Uh, you need people that are going to fit in here really well. Um, it's hard work. And so finding people.
people that are going to fit nicely into that atmosphere kind of keeps the mood light. Um, and so that's been a, not necessarily a struggle. I mean, when you interview people, you can tell right away, mm -hmm. like this person, this is one of ours, <laughs> yeah. or, you know, maybe it might work, but, um, that, that has definitely taught me a lot. I don't, I don't necessarily, uh, consider it more of a challenge than a learning experience. You know, I've really honed in my skills. I believe as a manager and just been able to work with people and learning how to work with people so that they can balance their work in their life to um, keep them happy. So they're coming here and being a productive member of our team. So that's been, that's mm -hmm. been a really cool tool that I've learned over the years is just allowing people to have lives outside of here. So when they, they come here, they're happy and they're able to balance that. And it makes us all benefit from it. Totally. I yeah. think though, inevitably in a small business, you know, we run the smaller crew mm -hmm. and warehouse, especially you're going to have more entry level mm -hmm. um, positions. So it's just sort of like vulnerable to high turnover. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, so what has that been like as far as like, have you been able to kind of build a system to kind of a firewall to protect you from that high turnover? And no, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you're right. It's a very entry level position. And we're right. also um, unique in the sense that when people apply to the warehouse, they usually are comparing it to other warehousing positions. And we're not really like any other warehouse position. We have a retail aspect to it that has to be taken into consideration. Mm -hmm. um, everybody's face to face with the customer a <laughs> yeah. lot. And from their experience, when they walk in the door and place their order or call over the phone to when they're getting their stuff loaded out, it's more of a um, retail environment than it is a warehousing environment yeah. right you can't avoid the customers here exactly right and that we just touched on that in our intro is how even if people just want to pick out their material we send mm -hmm. them out to you guys and, mm -hmm. you know it's and all part of the it should be seamless that yeah way. and it's really important when i go to interview people i'm looking more for an attitude and the ability for them to learn and I mean, the rest, I think that most of us that work out there or were hired out there really didn't have a lot of this type of work in our backgrounds at all. Right. Um, I think that we aim more for people that have dealt with um, food service or, you know, bartending, customer service, that type of thing. They really they really tend to thrive in that environment. Because of the multitasking. Yeah, mm -hmm. the fast pace. Um, one time when I was interviewing, somebody mentioned the term that we're like fast food and wood. And it, <laughs> it really stuck with me because that's a really good description of what's We're the going McDonald's. On out there. Well, no, no, because we're, we're more Burgerville because we're Northwest. Yeah, you we're, know? we're yeah. more of an in, yeah. independent, non franchised fast food. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure that that has created its challenges for sure because. You could be mid-project, mm -hmm. you know, and you see a customer and you have to drop everything, you know, and that's that kind of process of being right. derailed and kind of having to, you know, stop and start, stop and start 
and shift gears and that can be really frustrating to some people. For some, yeah. I really enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> That's like my favorite part. I yeah. love to be in the flow where it's just really busy and things yeah. are happening. I'm just like, bam, here's your wood and here's You're your You're bebopping wood. around. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I really kind of get almost energized yeah, when it gets super busy. It's definitely a multitasking situation in the warehouse and in the showroom. Yeah. Like if you're working on custom order you got to put together for someone then more customers are walking in they need your attention right away and, and it's like i hope i don't forget what i'm doing when i go and help this customer <laughs> exactly but, you just uh, have to rely on your brain it, to, to guide you yeah but when you get to my, my age you know <laughs> not or, as reliable right yeah, right no, yeah. I, I hear that for sure but you know you can only take take it as it comes and that's yeah one thing that maybe in the interview process you can be very upfront with people about yeah, yeah like, we try we i think that whenever we're looking into somebody I, I like to lay it all out there because it's a little frustrating it's the nature of the of the job but it is yeah. a little frustrating when you um get somebody in and it's such a long process to train them because i mean what do we have like a thousand SKUs out there yeah, yeah. and so that combined with um, how we do things and the fast pace and all of that. Uh, you really want to make sure that everything is up front in the interview. Mm -hmm. And I always like to let them know too, that this is very much us entering into a contract. And so if it's not working for you and you don't feel like this is a good fit for you, please tell me Yeah, just like I would for you. I mean, it's not so one-sided that I'm the employer. Therefore, you know, you are here until, it doesn't work out. It needs to, there. I have found that having that balance yeah. is the best. But yeah. the good thing, open door the good place. thing is culturally, both in the warehouse and in the showroom, there's such a great support system for for the learning curve that comes with new employees. Mm -hmm. Whether and and there's a huge learning curve either way. Yes. So, um, but everybody is supportive, yes. and that that's a very that's a very cool another part of our culture and our training is very hands-on i mean there's yeah. no like you're not going to be in a classroom for two weeks right you know watching videos and like you know doing these systemic procedures or whatever right you're going to be hands-on doing it as you go and that's how you learn mm -hmm. and for some people that doesn't work mm -hmm. they need that sort of academic support or right. you know they need that information i'm the kind of person that likes to learn as i go me too i feel like that's how my brain absorbs stuff but you know to each their own but that's definitely seems like it's been our philosophy here yeah i'm i'm a doer it's you show me then let me do it yep. and that's how i absorb show me i'll do it i'll screw it up then i'll learn yeah and then i learn best from <laughs> exactly. and then we'll laugh at you and yes. then you know ridicule me that's how i learned there's also, no greater motivator than the potential for you know public shaming exactly yeah. exactly <laughs> right absolutely so you know as long as we have that to hang over people's heads absolutely. you know that's it's all a, the, that's all the power you need it's a good yeah. tool <laughs> <laughs> so um just to kind of enhance on that what are some of the keys you found to running a successful warehouse keys um a good set of keys yeah yeah Having actual keys being able to open the door open the door get people in here <laughs> yeah. get yeah. the orders going yeah right, that's right. been good 
I think including people in the decision-making process helps quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, input, listening, uh, teamwork. Teamwork has been huge, you know. I mean, and again, the people play a huge part in that, you know. Mm -hmm. you got to get people that are going to work well together. Uh, I like to not just say this is how it is because it's how it's always been. I mm -hmm. I like to take on new ideas and input and really just include people in the ideas and kind of get that buy-in. And um, so a non-micromanagement style. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, and that's been really helpful, you know, because if they're, if people are invested in what they're doing and the decisions, then um, they tend to, I don't know, feel a little more involved in it. And yeah. that helps. And I think that's true in a small company like this, where there's not necessarily all these levels for people to reach. At least if they feel that they're invested and they're making a difference and they're part of the process, mm -hmm. that that could go a long way. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. could help well, keep and then employees I'm, for a long time. And in my experience here, there are times when you you get that part, you, you, you understand, you get to understand the more the processes work in the warehouse or the, or the, uh, what's it called? The showroom. <laughs> um, and uh, a lot of people have jumped into the showroom from the warehouse and become salespeople Yes, because um, they've, they've just wanted to try that out. And after they get a, enough of understanding of how things work here. So yeah, you might know a little something about that now. Heidi. A little, I, little bit. I, little I bit. yeah, I do. I know a little <laughs> bit about it. Um, yeah. Cross training is mm -hmm. huge too. It kind of breaks up the monotony of things and gets people more involved in the process and uh, the why behind why mm -hmm. we do all these things. You know, I try to include everybody in as much of the process as I can out there. And I think that uh, I've got really good relationships with everybody that works out there. And mm -hmm. so I feel like they feel like they're comfortable to come to me and just say, you know, this really isn't for me. Yeah. Um, and I think the philosophy overall, you know, again, is that it's hard work and in order to for us to retain these people that are coming in and doing a good job we need to make sure that we're serving their needs as a company right. too with the training and the breaking up the monotony and the cross training and just trying to find the best fit for them yeah totally so what do you think makes a toxic employee boredom honestly <laughs> you know boredom and um People coming and not really caring about mm -hmm. what they do. Mm -hmm. I think that that's huge. I think that everybody here cares about what they're doing and cares about the company. And I think that that's because they feel like that they are cared for. Um, but anybody that's just coming in and facing the grind every single day and doesn't feel like they matter is probably a recipe for yeah. disaster feel disconnected. They might take that yeah. feeling of disillusionment out on, uh, everything. everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. You know? It just kind of exudes from being around them. Yeah. Exactly. Imagine. Yeah. And it is so contagious and we yeah. work really hard to make sure that we keep that out because, mm -hmm. 
you know, we, we like to keep it light and it's kind of an unspoken rule out there. You know, everybody's got their bad days, <clears throat> but you shouldn't have several bad days in a right, row. Right. And they shouldn't be spreading to everybody else because it's really easy to bring everybody down. Yeah. That. Yeah. That's why you got to, you know, be constantly with the jokes and stuff like Gary over here. You yeah, know? We jokes are important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We do. Yeah. Crank up the rock and roll Hello. and let's get we, it done. Um, when I first started working in the showroom, we had like the Eagle was on, you know, and it was classic mm -hmm. rock. And I was like, right. this is awesome. Yeah. You know, I come from McMenamin's, which had like the same 20 songs looped. The dead, mm -hmm. all the Grateful Dead yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, mm -hmm. whoa, a little variety. And then we switched to all classical for like mm -hmm. three or four years. And of course I like classical, but it's not like, it's not really taking it to the next level. No. It was really hard to get, you know, that energy level up when. Well, Heidi sometimes brings the jazz into the I uh, like the showroom. jazz. Anything yeah. that's, it's you know, a nice change of pace. Yeah. yeah. You know, I can't listen to the same thing every yeah. single day. We always like Christmas because that was the one time of year that we could, like, listen to something different than classical. <laughs> so I was like, ooh, Christmas music. And then after, like, a week, we're like, I'll yeah. get this. Done with that. Yeah, we, li we like it for a week, and then we're done. Yeah, then we're so. done. But, yeah. So um, what is one of the biggest changes you've seen – since the time you started to, to now. Wow. Um, let's, let's kind of narrow the scope, like business wise. How do you think the business has changed? Uh, the business has changed. Well, I got a real easy one. We've added the shop, you know, mm -hmm. and that, oh, has, right. that's yeah. given us quite, <clears throat> fabrication advantage. production and yeah mm -hmm. yeah um that actually is a big deal that i'm wonder why it took us so long to do that because right? i remember back then before we had a shop and people say oh i need you to mill this for me it's like oh we don't mill anything here like well, you're, I you're, think it was loyalty. Millers? You're called to mill works. I know. Like, it's like, like yeah you're right yeah, yeah. That's, it could I have been loyalty there. to some of our yeah fellow our our vendors yeah yeah i mean there was part of that but but still it's nice to be able yeah. to be a full service provider yeah it is no it's so nice having that shop now yeah definitely and i yeah. think it's given us a real um edge on things mm -hmm. when people can just come in with the no minimum and they're like can you can you match this and i think that it's really made us the go-to yeah for a lot of a lot of customers you know right yeah um i mean that one foot of molding might be pretty pricey but at least you don't have to order 500 linear feet or whatever <laughs> right mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah it's true so that definitely opens the door but i think also too when looking at our business reading about al mccoy because that's been kind of something i've been doing mm -hmm. yeah in my communications topic. role but they'll make a movie about him soon right <laughs> yeah. but i think you know like his business was meant to be a storefront and it was <clears throat> it was always going to be that kind of like neighborhood place that wasn't necessarily going to look out beyond right the neighborhood or the city and i think one of the cool things is how we now ship all over the country true and mm -hmm. we're reaching all sorts of different markets and demographics yeah. i mean our first love is portland of course yes but you know and we ship a lot. I mean, you would know I a do. lot more than I do, but <laughs> no, I mean, 
over just over the time that I've been here, I feel like we've really grown um, personally and as a company and just um, we've hit our stride. I think, and we're really getting it dialed in. And so there's been a lot of little changes. I can't yeah. really pinpoint one thing that, that says that was the turning point for us. Right. Um, but there's been a lot of things in my tenure here that have just added up to what we've got now, which I think is pretty, pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And that could be the thing. Not one little thing, but a lot of little the things. Little a things. lot of little, little things. things. There have been a things. lot of yeah. little things. Yeah. That culminate in the big one. Right. Yeah. So recently you've made a decision to kind of make a transition in our company. And uh, do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, uh, okay. So I have the type of personality that is very goal oriented Mm -hmm. and I'm constantly like, okay, what's next? What's next? Mm -hmm. What's next? And even though I've been here for the 16 years now, and I've been extremely happy in my position, I'm one of the also one of those types of, of personalities that um, if it's not something I enjoy doing, then I'm not gonna, I won't stick around. So I think that says a lot about mm-hmm. how much I really love this company <laughs> because I've been here for as long as I have. Yeah, and I'm 16 a years bit of a time. bird, you yeah. know. Yeah. So um, I have also kind of reached that point in my life where I've been doing, I've been managing the warehouse for so long now that it's kind of become easy and I'm just ready to learn. You know, I want to try something new. I want to, I want to see where else it can take me and what's next. Um, I also, I'm really hard on my body on a pretty regular basis. <laughs> and so Well, there's another activity we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um and so, you know, I thought I would rather I would rather save what's left of my joints and bones <laughs> doing things that um I enjoy outside of work, not to say I don't enjoy what I do here, but um I'm just ready for for something new. I want to see I want to see what I can do. And so I, uh, I've asked if I could transition into sales and I'm pretty excited about it. I think, I think it'll be fun to learn new stuff and to try the other end of, you know, the scale a little bit. And I really love the customers Mm -hmm. and I'm a people person. And so, well, you're a natural from what I've seen so far when when you're in the showroom with us, so far it's every Monday. Yep. And so that's been for a couple months now, right? Yeah. But I think yeah. that's so, once some staffing things get well, yeah. dialed. Yeah. In. Right. You know. We are currently hiring for a few positions. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. you can. For anybody out there in radio. Like, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, check our Indeed page yes. um, for um, current openings. But, yeah. So that's cool. I'm excited. Yeah. I really am excited. I think that um, I've. I don't know. I know a little bit about a lot of topics, but there's one thing that I know a lot about, and that's our product. Mm-hmm. And I feel that the best transition for me is going to be talking about something that I know a lot about. And it's ridiculous how much I know about <laughs> what we have here. It may not. Um, it may not translate 
to many other things, but here I feel really connected to the customer when I can share my knowledge with mm -hmm. them. And that makes me enjoy it. And it kind of inspires me yeah. and it's reignited a passion. It's always nice when the customer thanks you on the way out because they learned something. Yeah. You know, it is. I, it's I love that. That's my favorite part. Pretty rewarding. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm excited. Or about like, it. thanks for actually answering my question. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> They're like, I stood in the aisle at Home Depot for 45 right. minutes and nobody even and talked everybody to me. just kind of looked the other direction. <laughs> they go, I'll, uh, I'll go find somebody. Oh, I'll go find someone or uh, I don't work in this department. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. So, no, that's cool. And so, I mean, unfortunately, you'll have to work with Gary, but. Yeah, oh, just you know, everything's a trade-off. <laughs> <laughs> that is one thing. We've been able to maintain a pretty um, stellar sales team over over the I years. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I, it's a little intimidating, honestly, <laughs> to come in and, I mean, working next to Gary and Spencer and all these people that have been here for a really long time, and they really know their stuff. And so. Well, you're a natural as well. Oh, thank you. You are. Yeah. And, you know, it'll be it'll be kind of a fun change of pace, but you'll get to see the customers in kind of a different in a different mm -hmm. light. Yeah, I'm excited. I really like people in general. So <laughs> I always I love, just pretend like, to projects. like people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I always love like being that problem solver for them. Yes. Yeah. You know, and that I was know. kind of. I, I'm just always kind of drawn to that idea of like being a resource for people. Mm -hmm. Like if I have a suggestion for a good restaurant or, you mm -hmm. know, like I like to pass on that knowledge. So exactly. that was one of the things I loved about sales is whatever. I mean, you could take it with a grain of salt, but I really liked being able to pass Share what on. you know. Share what I knew. And, and to help them get, to, you know, something Exactly. It's always fun to, to be the smartest person in the room, right? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty rare yeah, for yeah. me, but, I you wouldn't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> Neither would I. <laughs> okay. So we are family owned, but what you guys may not know is we're also family creators. We are. Yes, yep. we um, are. Heidi created her family here at McCoy. I did. As she is married to our shop manager. Yes. And he was here before I started. Uh, really? Yes. He was here before I started. He's one of the first people I met here. Great guy. We He's call okay. him. We call him Davey. <laughs> <laughs> He's okay. He's eight. Yeah. And yeah, know. when we talk about yeah. the family atmosphere, it's quite literal. And yeah. so <laughs> you may find your future spouse here, right. you know. Uh yeah. Honestly, I'm not the only one. Yeah, we there are There's some couples here. One. I mean, not that I would recommend or promote that for anybody out there in radio land <laughs> right. because it doesn't usually <laughs> we could be like part-time dating service I slash <laughs> this was this was pre-dating. And then app. we can put marriage counseling into right. it too. Exactly. It's like yeah. just all encompassing. Yes. Yeah. Davy, uh so Davy and I worked together and that's how we met. Mm -hmm. We did not start an office romance. I want to make that really clear. <laughs> you weren't the Jim and Pam of uh, McCoy Millwork. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, it was, I mean, we were hanging out. We were hanging out pretty early on, but uh, he left to go do his own contracting mm -hmm. when, and that's when we really um, got together. And yeah, we've got uh, 
a 14 year old daughter. 14 year old. Yeah. Point. Teenagers are the best. Oh, aren't they so? <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially in the COVID era. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, married. We've been together, well, we say 16 years because kind of. Yeah. yeah. Um, married for like five or six. We were engaged for like six. Uh-huh. Yeah. We got married. You'll get around to it sometime, yeah, you know. Like, we didn't want to rush into anything. Right. You know, you, know, you, you know? just never knew. Somebody else could come along though. Um, <laughs> and uh, miraculously, we've we've always just been able to separate that, and it's mm-hmm. really worked out for us. Yeah, I had no idea you guys were actually married, and like you guys were. This was maybe two or three months after I'd start working here. You guys were talking about a cruise, and I honestly thought you guys were like friends and like <laughs> you each had spouses and you guys were all going on like this collective cruise and i was like that's so cool that like people are like going on cruises together here and people are like yeah they're married and like, oh <laughs> yeah. well that makes sense so i mean that's that's cool like to the outside observer they wouldn't i mean it's not yeah, like we, we you guys are making to, out everywhere we or... try to keep it professional and mm-hmm. if anything i err on the side of um i'm extra mean to davy to, That's so important. That it is. I yes. mean, it, I, I. He's an easy one to pick on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He just takes it. Yeah. But, no. Um. Yeah. So we have really, you know, McCoy has been a chapter in my life, you know, since I walked in the door. I met my husband, had a kid, became a manager. I've kind of grown up here mm-hmm. in a sense. It's yeah. good. To- Good to see you growing up. And yeah. still immature. <laughs> yeah. There's a difference. Well, that's part of the key yeah. of the longevity here. Keep your immaturity. Yes. You have to be immature, you know? Exactly. Yeah, just keep that going. And I'm really looking forward to like when I'm really old and I can just start saying whatever I want again. You, know? you can do oh, that you now. Can anyway. Yeah, you yeah. can just start now. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll just start letting it fly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but okay. There's a joke in there. but you know keeping it professional keeping it professional of course um so you got the family here but then you also have this sort of notorious outside interest speaking of uh abusing abusing your body yeah okay we're gonna go to the roller derby we're gonna go to roller Roller derby Derby. what's the name what's your name now so now it's bully idol bully idol uh-huh. But it used to be Mahidi Ali. Ali. Uh-huh. So both really great names, by the you. way. Oh, you're gonna start the roller derby. This could take I can talk about roller derby all day. <laughs> okay. Well. I won't though. I'll I'll try to keep it short. And you started that after you started here, right? I yeah. yeah. I started roller I derby. Started. It was shortly after I had my my daughter. Um I've always kind of been the rough and tumble type Mm -hmm. and I enjoy violence too. (laughs) Uh, Who doesn't? (laughs) And super competitive, you know, and inflicting violence on others, you know, and I, uh, I grew up next to a roller skating rink and I used to go roller skating pretty Mm -hmm. regularly. And one day I was at Oaks park roller skating and somebody came skating up to me and they're like, you should play roller derby. And I was like, then you you punched them. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Yeah. Let's see your punch. Um, In high school, I was, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't a fighter. I'm a lover. I'm a lover, not a fighter, Mm -hmm. but I do kind of have that presence. 
about me that somewhere somebody once called me Mahidi Ali and it stuck. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And yeah, walk softly, carry big stick type, you know? <laughs> um, so I, I guess it was fate when I was, you know, later on skating at Oaks Park and somebody was like, oh, roller derby. And I said, hey, I've already got a name. <laughs> um, I've been playing for 11 years now, maybe 12. Um, I started out with the Rose City Rollers. And anybody that knows Rose City Rollers, they're number one in the world. They've been the number one league in the world. I did not know that. I knew I knew of them, but I didn't know they were number one. I knew Portland had a pretty, you know, substantial yeah. presence as far as it's international the- roller derby, which is you now one of the other cool they're, aspects of Portland. They're incredible. It's yeah. uh, number one. They've been number one in the world now for the past three years maybe four um biggest league in the world uh there's a reason for it (laughs) they skate six nights a week i mean Uh, you eat sleep die by the by roller derby it's constant um which i mean is great they turn out a lot of really good skaters but when you're a mom and a manager and have yeah work and all that it's a little bit hard to balance that with everything else and so uh right around five or six years into it i left rose city rollers just because i couldn't manage my time right everything else i had going on and i joined uh what was called Portland Renegade Roller Derby at the time. And it was um, co-ed and no rules. Co-ed? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sounds like, like the UFC yeah. of kind roller of derby. It kind of was. <laughs> um, and that was really fun. But being in the same being in the same turf as the Rose City Rollers, you just don't stand a chance. I mean, yeah. they've got like 500 people on their league. And they've now included Vancouver, which is called Storm. Um, They're the Storm team and Portland Men's Roller Derby. Um, Last couple years, I was just kind of, when I would go to bouts, for some reason, my name would always kind of get mispronounced. And (laughs) I was called like Muhammad Heidi. Yeah. (laughs) I was in this one in San Diego. And I, I don't know. I was just exploring other names and um i've always just really loved billy idol i mean he's all punk what's not to love and i kind of put it out there on facebook like hey what do you guys think about me changing my name and uh somebody did mention that Mahi- uh Mahi ali sort of appropriated a culture and I had never thought of that before. And so that just kind of sealed the deal for me. Yeah. And so I changed it to bully idol and I like it. Me too. I mean, and bully or Billy idol and I are now boyfriend and girlfriend. Yep. And I was oh, telling- what does Amy <laughs> think about that? <laughs> I was telling Gary about it earlier. Yeah. I, uh, I belong to a fan page on Facebook and when I first joined i went on there and i said hey billy my name's my roller derby name is bully idol and he heart reacted it so that means they're a thing now you're like facebook official i think yeah yeah yeah, absolutely (laughs) and davy better watch out you know start working on that british accent and (laughs) yeah he's still pretty i mean billy idol he's he's still pretty hot 
Yeah, I mean. He's touring in Vegas now. He's got like that show all lined up where he uh, does the shows every night. Nice. Is he strictly Vegas now or what? Yeah. Really? Okay. I think he came to Portland a couple years ago. I saw him at Like maybe at the, was it, yeah, Edgefield or the zoo, one of those two. Yeah. Is he what, around 60? He's like, yeah, he's he's like late 60s. Okay, so he's. And still really Cute. <laughs> Cute. Is he still British? <laughs> he's he's still... an Aussie. Oh, that's right. He is an Aussie. Yeah. Oh, he's Aussie? That's right. I oh, huh. Say... I always thought he was British. Yeah. I I actually remember now learning he was Aussie at one point, but I forgot that I learned that. Now I just relearned it. And so I like relearning stuff a lot. That's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> makes me feel smart. Makes you feel smart to constantly yeah. relearn things. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Because you're learning something apparently new every day. Right, right. <laughs> if you forget things, you can relearn them. That's well, perfect. there's always that going on. Yes. <laughs> I like it because now I uh, my memory is getting to that point where mm-hmm. every time I watch a movie, even if I've seen it, it's like watching a new one again. I do that too. That's really great. <laughs> yeah. I do that with true crime shows because I'm like obsessed with like Dateline and those. Oh, yeah. And I'll get like halfway into it. I'm uh-huh. like. Ooh, I know who the murderer is. And then I realize it's not because I'm like overly intuitive. Because it's because, I've, because you watched it I've before. seen it before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yep. They all kind of like bleed together into just one giant murder. Yeah, yeah. It's really, I mean, it's kind of one of the, one of the pros of getting older is now every time I watch a movie, it's like watching a brand new one. Yeah, and my daughter and my husband both sit there and they're like, we've seen this. And I'll be like, just don't tell me. Okay. Exactly. Saves me a lot of money going to the theater. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we haven't really been able to do that COVID wise, but right. yeah. So, and that's one thing here with COVID we brought that up is it really hasn't, hit our business that hard as far as like any adjustments we've had to make. So we were pretty fortunate in that very aspect. Yeah. I I mean, across the board, I mean, we haven't knocked on wood and I do want to put out there that I am so grateful and not rubbing it at all that none of us have, you know, been sick, Mm -hmm. which, you know, is really nice. And I feel um, very fortunate for that business wise. We've been super fortunate. We've been crazy busy. No major layoffs or anything. Nothing. A couple of us work remote, but, you know, we still come in. Yeah. Really, really nicely. Um, We work, well, at least I do, not so much inside, but out in an open air warehouse, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, So we've been pretty insulated with with this recession. at least here at McCoy and I well I'm building has every day. building has not slowed down at all in Portland if, if no. anything it's picked up well yeah it makes sense though I yeah mean, people working from home yeah. and they're like oh it's like ah oh, I'm tired of looking at this and now I have all this carpentry. time all that I was yeah. gonna fix yeah. 10 years ago and now here I am at home and if I remember not- the first day that they were the government order was to uh well they were they were kind of warning the stay were, at home kind yeah. of and that was probably one of our busiest days mm-hmm. since, yeah. since before the re- the first recession. I know. Yeah. It was like fire sale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And you, you asked earlier about some of the changes. 
Um, I noticed when, since we've been going through this and we've been having um, sales comparable to what we did in 2006 and seven, yeah. and it does stick out to me, it stands out in my brain that we have about half the staff that we mm -hmm. had during those times, right. which makes me feel pretty, pretty good about the people that we have working here. Keeping the pace. Yeah. The efficiency level and the knowledge base and everything has really must have increased. Yeah. Getting, you know, a lot of bang for your buck. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You've got a good flow. Exactly. Yeah. I think so. Okay. So I have to ask, because there was one Saturday I worked and the warehouse person was late showing up. And so I had to try to turn on the lights out in the warehouse. Okay. <laughs> and I got why would you even try? Yeah. <laughs> it was it was somewhat of a disaster yeah. disaster. But um it is creepy as heck out there. Yeah. And I want to know, is that warehouse haunted or what? Uh, depends <laughs> on who you ask. When you get here at 4.30 in the morning, like, I mean, if you ask Tony, which is our shipping yeah. department head, he swears it's haunted. He hears stuff out there all the time. Um, I personally have never had any experiences. And I feel like, you know, I'm all hippie woo-woo. Yeah. That I'm pretty receptive to mm -hmm. that kind of thing. You eat a lot of hippie food, I noticed. I know. <laughs> I, you know, and I, I feel the energies yep. when I'm interviewing people. I probably shouldn't be saying this out loud, right. but it's more about their energy. Than their energies or vibrations, like, you know. Oh, that guy's a, that's, a, that's an Aries. Yeah. yeah. He's, he'll work out, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I, I get my chakra necklaces going and all of that. Crystals. Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> but I personally have never felt any presence um, outside of like people that are out there. But <laughs> the yeah. creeps that are normally <laughs> wandering <laughs> yeah. around out there, <laughs> yeah. AKA customers. No, just kidding. Right. So I feel like it depends <laughs> on who you ask. Cause Tony, Tony seems to think that there there are spirits out there is that why he brings his dog to work all the time just yes. to protect him from the ghost sort of like a scooby shaggy exactly, sort of exactly. duo? I, that, that totally fits actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love it okay well heidi thank you so much for coming in today and you know um thank you for having me yeah it's always a blast working with you oh i love Gary, it thank yes. you. you it likewise Thank and you. It is a blast. Thank you. I, I hope to, you guys might be seeing a little more of me at some point, That'd you know, cool now too. that this COVID's, that would be really good. This COVID's coming to the end. Mm -hmm. um, so, I yeah. Miss, I miss all the people that we don't get to see, and I miss roller derby, and I miss concerts. But again, oh, thankful for concerts. my health and business. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, we're here for another 75 years at least. So. Oh, yeah. Easy. Yeah. Heck yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks again, Heidi. Thank you. Okay, well, that was really cool. Oh, yeah. She's always a blast to hang out with. I know. I mean, it may seem kind of silly that we're just interviewing the people that we see every day, but we really want to paint the picture. The full picture. The full picture of... Um, yeah, this place and the people that make it up. And I think we have like at least four or five employees that have been here 10 years or more. Oh, yeah. Easily. Easily. Yeah. And I know we have a few that have been here 20 years or more. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Heidi <laughs> is one of those that's it's going to be 20 years before we know it. And yep. 
I mean, I'm six years this year. Yeah. Which is a record for me. I've never worked anywhere for longer than four years. Oh, really? I think seven years is my longest anywhere, and that that counts here. I've worked another place for seven years, but uh, my first stint here was around seven years. Yeah. And here I am back. I I just see it as I've been working here twenty years. Yeah. So. You never really left. Not really. And that's the cool thing is like I never, even when I left, I was always still connected. I was always through the industry, whether I would come in for business stuff or just come by to say hi, stayed friends with a lot of people. So, you know. I think, yeah, it's one of those things like if you leave a company for whatever reasons, I mean, sometimes you leave for reasons out of your control. <laughs> right. Sometimes you're just, you know, looking to move on or you have a different opportunity. But I think it's like a testament if you um, you still look upon that place favorably and you refer it to your friends mm -hmm. yeah. and you, you know, comes up in conversation and, you know, you always kind of think fondly of it. Exactly. And I feel like you're not the only one that has left and come back. That's I mean, true. Heidi, her hubby, Davey, that we... He um, did. He did. Um, His partner in the shop, uh, Ted has yep. left and come back Ted yeah there's been a there's definitely been a few so mm -hmm. there we're not just like paying these people off either you know I mean, <laughs> right it could there could be bribes involved but yeah. you know I mean I'm sure you got a big you know stack of cash for coming back right now I wish <laughs> I got a big stack of uh good good warm feelings how about that well hey that converts the cash in my book there you go um yeah I mean maybe not as uh conventionally yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> we'll take it and you know i think that's been we've talked about how covid really hasn't impacted us but i think the one thing that it has is with our culture we've we've had these um events and things that we've been able to sponsor for our, our employees like parties and picnics and things like that mm -hmm. And that's one of the things I'm actually looking forward to getting back to. Oh, me too. Like we didn't get a Christmas party this year. No Christmas party. Yeah. Um, we are, I'm in the planning phases of our company picnic in yeah. the summer. So there is that and just things to look forward to. And just that sort of like day to day, let's grab beers together. Exactly. Or, you know, cause it, it really does make a difference if you like the people that you work with. Um, oh and, yeah. You know, you don't want to strangle them on a day in day out basis. I mean, it, I'm sure we've yeah. all had those days, but yeah, but it really feels like coming to work to work with friends all day, and that's everybody here. There's nobody there here I don't consider a friend. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, you can put that in a Hallmark card. You know, sure. <laughs> Maybe I should start doing that on the side. Yes, <laughs> yes. We could have like the your little card stand in yeah. the showroom. Nice. <laughs> Made out of make them wooden cards. Wood, we yes. can make them in the shop. Whittle it. There, there you can you whittle yourself yeah. up some cards and then, Well, you know. whittle or big cards. It doesn't <laughs> matter. See what I did oh, there? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. You're, we're on a roll. Yes. <laughs> okay, people. All right. So um, we'll be back. We will. We're going to... Uh, That's a threat. Or is it a promise? <laughs> I can't remember. Um, they might be interchangeable at this yeah, point. I don't know. We just, you know, we're so happy that people are listening. And we just want to, uh, you know, keep 
plugging along. Absolutely. And if you guys have any suggestions or if anybody would love to tell their story, um, we would love to talk to you. So, you know, reach out and uh, let us know. We'll mic you up and we'll grill you and, um, you know, put you on the spot, put you on the spot, get all those good details out. But, you know, for now, you got anything else, Gary? Nope. I'll shut up now. Okay, I'm going to hold you to it, and we'll talk to you next week.